0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, February 22nd, 538 AM Central Time. March corn futures down two at 678 and a half. March soybeans down five and a half at 1543 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat down eight and a half at 742. March spring wheat down 14 and a half cents at 889 and three quarters. March spring wheat up a quarter at 924 and three quarters. Hey, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. I'm getting super close to 8,000 subscribers. Love to get there this week or next week. Appreciate it as always. we got a whole bunch of geopolitical stuff to talk about today. Russia has suspended its participation in the last remaining nuclear pact with the United States. This is the New START treaty that was signed in 2010 by President Obama. Essentially, what this pact does, it limits the number of nuclear weapons that Russia can hold. It also allows for the U.S. to inspect Russian nuclear sites, and and Russia can inspect our sites as well. Uh, These inspections haven't been happening, anyways, uh, during the last year because of the war in Ukraine and the tensions. Uh, But Putin has has said. that Russia should be ready to resume nuclear tests if the U.S. were to do the same. And I think they may resume nuclear tests anyways, which would be frowned upon by the West, of course. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres said a world without nuclear arms control is a far more dangerous and unstable one. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken described Moscow's decision as really unfortunate, very irresponsible. Reuters reports that combined the U.S. and Russia hold 90 percent of the world's nuclear arsenal. So I don't know if this is anything that's overly new or exciting today. Uh, Russia doesn't want to play along with with uh, Western rules, uh, but increased tensions certainly Uh, in more increased tension news China's top diplomat was in Moscow this week uh, to visit with the Russian Security Council the meeting in Moscow comes just as President Biden visits Ukraine so you kind of get the idea here China kind of cozying up to Russia the U.S. of course very tight with Ukraine so kind of an East versus West type deal here China sought to promote mutually beneficial cooperation in all areas with Russia uh, during the visit and uh, Chinese uh, leadership said that Russian And China relations are solid as a rock and will stand the trials of the changing international situation. Uh, China claims that it will soon release the details of a plan to achieve peace in Ukraine. Meanwhile, reports indicate that Chinese President Xi is planning to visit Moscow in the coming months. So China says they're going to broker some sort of peace deal. Everybody in the West, the United States and and elsewhere are very skeptical of that idea. But uh, again, you get the gist here. Biden's in Ukraine, Chinese officials in Russia. um, These kind of like Cold War-ish type tensions uh, continue to build the way that it looks. Ukraine is seeking a one-year extension of the Black Sea Grain deal. They'd like the extension to include additional ports. The current deal expires on March 18th without an extension. One Ukrainian official told told, uh, Reuters this a formal proposal will come out from us this week on the need to work on an extension. We will request to extend it not for 120 days, but at least for one year because the Ukrainian and global agricultural markets need to be able to plan these volumes of exports in the long term. Uh, Russia, of course, has signaled that it may not seek to extend the deal unless its demands in regard to Russian or uh, U.S. sanctions, rather, or Western sanctions are met. Russia wants some of these sanctions dropped on their insurance, shipping uh, industries, banking industries. It's probably not going to happen, so I don't know what the future of this grain deal is. Russian leaders may meet with Turkish leaders this week to discuss uh, the grain deal. China will continue to move forward with domestic GMO corn and soybean production, or at least trials of such production. Last week, Reuters reported that China would plant 660,000 acres of GMO corn this year as part of a trial. Reuters reports this morning that China will expand the trial to an even greater extent. Now, in the past, of course, China has not approved GMO corn and soybeans for commercial production within the country because of opposition to to technology. Now, it seems as if China is very much set on becoming more self-sufficient in regard to its needs for these crops. Uh, Chinese farming practices are well behind the U.S. or even Brazil in regard to technology and equipment. Of course, the GMO implication. Now, China, of course, has consistently imported GMO corn and soybeans, but just has not allowed for domestic production. So maybe this move comes amid tensions with the U.S., uh, maybe amid the loss of Ukraine as a reliable supplier. Uh, Maybe they just want to be more self-sufficient for a number of different reasons, but uh, they're going to push forward with this idea here. U.S. corn shipments are down sharply versus a year ago. We had our export inspections or uh, shipments report out yesterday. USDA reported that only 25 million bushels of corn were inspected for export during the week ending February 21st. That was up 10% on the week, but down 61% versus the same week last year accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 37% versus the same period last year. Sales are down 40%, yet USDA projects that exports will decline by only 22% this year. So uh, I think that this is an old argument, but still a good one that USDA is probably too high with its corn export number, despite the fact that we've had some better sales in recent weeks. If you look at this chart that's on my screen here, the, these uh, green bars, this is like the first seven or eight weeks of the year here over the last uh, six years. And you can see versus like the the last six. Years we're just not where we should be in terms of of shipments or where we'd like to be. And ideally, you know, moving forward here uh, into this say uh, late February March timeframe, we'll see an improvement. But you know what? We just don't have the sales to uh, to we don't have the sales on the books to ultimately uh, result in shipments that would be similar to last year's levels. That's just not going to happen. Uh, could we sell some more corn? Could sales improve? Yeah, it can improve a little bit, but USDA is probably still a little bit too high with its export projection. USDA will release egg Outlook Forum estimates on Thursday morning, tomorrow, I believe, at 7 a.m. Central Time. So people will watch this. It's going to include kind of a baseline look at your new crop, uh, corn and soybean balance sheets. Uh, they're going to start with trend yields. They're going to assume normal weather. I think the acreage numbers will be the ones that uh, people are most interested in. Those acreage projections will take into account your January 12th winter wheat and canola seedings report. Uh, this thing is a placeholder. The more important report is March 31st. That's the Prospective plantings report which is based on farmer surveys but this will be something to talk about here for a few weeks at least the u.s stock market posted its worst day of the year yesterday the s p 500 lost two percent the dow lost 700 points or about two percent the s p still up 4.1 percent year to date following a recent streak of losses Federal Reserve officials continue to emphasize the need to raise rates until inflation levels ease to their 2% target. Uh, one analyst at Prudent Management Associates told MarketWatch this yesterday. At this point, the bond market has all but abandoned optimistic expectations for limited further hikes and a series of rate cuts in the back half of 2023. So that the idea prior to like the last few weeks was that we were going to peak these rates out here, some, somewhere around 5% the Fed fund rate, maybe a little bit higher over the next few months. And then the Fed would pause and maybe even cut later in the year. Now those ideas have, have gone back the other way. And we're thinking higher rates uh, for longer potentially, which has pressured the stock market. The cattle market was uh, higher yesterday in live cattle, also feeder cattle. Cash was up a couple bucks last week. We'll see what develops here this week. Uh, US dollars higher. The s and down six. The Dow Jones down 40 points. Uh, bonds are up just a little bit. Gold's about flat. Silver about flat. Crude oil uh, continues to struggle down 87 cents in the April WTI, 75.49 last trade there. Have a great day today, guys. I will talk to you Thursday.